passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hey everyone, it's Lummy here for the sports show. Some high energy music to get everybody going on the lead in. I'm sorry, I didn't know you liked some, uh, you know, this was kind of like, hey, it's <laughs> four o'clock, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. Let's go take a fucking nap. No, it's like, hey, it's all good. It's a sports show with Lummy. I was going to put a little high-energy music on here for you. <laughs> Take your time. Kill the flow of the show. There you go. How's that? It's worse. <laughs> you're such a you're dick. So bad you walk at in this. at 359 like you're just there. Much better intro. Hey! Than, than that spa music you were playing. I know something running through the board. It's the sports show with Lummy and Babyface Brian is back. Welcome, welcome all. 81390BBBA. Brian always likes to take your call. Hear your opinion on what's going on because there's a lot going on. And Brian, Brian, you haven't been here in a while. Neither of you, right? I did a I did a show uh, the f- one week without you. I did it by myself for like an hour. Well, that was probably really good. I'll have to go back and watch it. You should actually. <laughs> you know, a lot of people actually uh, said it wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad is pretty good. Well, because I... Uh, it's hard to do a show alone, man. It's, it's tough. That's what I'm saying. It's Talking like, to yourself in a room, you you got almost have to be mentally ill in order to be able to do that. Well, that's why I I came in here. And <laughs> that's I, why I, you did a good job. I, yeah, I started it up, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start asking myself questions and answering <laughs> them. You do that anyways. Whenever it, you're in a fight, like, on the air with somebody, you start doing these, like, rhetorical questions. Like, I remember with you when you were mad, I think it was about Colton not playing basketball with you or whatever. It was, uh, no, it was a guy Couch. He called in about basketball. Yeah, yeah. whoever it was. Yeah. It was like, did I, did, did I do that? No. Should I have done that? Yes. I mean, it, that, that was classic Lummy Meltdown. Well, that's kind of what I was doing uh, that day. <laughs> not, not, not obviously in, like, a full meltdown fashion but I, I i was asking myself like what happens if michigan beats ohio state what happens there what happens if alabama loses to auburn you asked that yeah oh well and, their and, season's and over on. that would have been their season over oh well i was I, that was pretty easy none of it it's really there's not a lot of drama to it you know not a lot of drama here i think georgia's gonna beat bama so bama will be out well, that's Oklahoma what yeah, State, I was going to get into. If that. they take care of business, they'll slide in. If not, it'll be Notre Dame. That's it. Well, hold on, it's, hold on. It's over. Right, I mean, there's on. there's nothing else. There's no other drama. There's there's very very little to no drama. If when, Cincinnati wins, they're in. If well, Bama wins, Cincinnati. they're in. Georgia is already a lock. Michigan could fall out with a loss, but you've really only got six t- teams vying for those four spots. Well, I was gonna. Well, first I was gonna say, Brian, welcome back. Thank you for having me. And once again, eight one three nine zero BUBVA. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. We haven't seen you in two weeks, and I was gonna say, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes, it was nice. I was on a cruise ship. Oh, yes. Did you go to some Caribbean island? Um, we went to the Bahamas. It was a short one, just a bunch of families from our neighborhood, and it was nice. Oh, very nice. Now, did you spend your whole Thanksgiving there? Or did you spend it here? Well, Thanksgiving's only one day. No, I know, but that weekend, you know, like uh, <laughs> I know, Thursday, I'm Friday. Your I know. Um, I figured that. I mean, that's you, Brian. That's my that's my style, man. So, uh, yeah, we were there. It was Monday through Friday, on the cruise. Nice. It was nice. Yeah. What it was, was it like being back on a cruise? Since you know what, because of the testing protocols and the cleaning protocols and everything, it was probably safer than going to the mall. 
Really? Yeah, because everybody has to get tested before they go. All unvaccinated people have to get tested before they go and before they immediately before they get on the ship. Um, it was it was good. It was good. It wasn't overly crowded. No, so, did you have to wear a mask the whole time? Indoor areas is required. Okay. So, I mean, did you spend a lot of time outside? Well, I mean, you're by the deck? pool deck and, uh, you know, going up to mini golf and, you know, things like that. Yeah, we were outside quite a bit. And then in port, you're outside. So would, no mask required there. Would you recommend it? Yeah, if you like cruising. No. It's, uh, it's safe to do and go back to, and there's some good deals to be had. Um, I'm sure it was nice just to get away. Oh, it was great. But, we, you know, we had our kid with us, so it was a little less relaxing. So for my wife's birthday and my 40th, uh, we're actually going to go on a little short, just three-day one with just us. Where you go? Oh, uh, just out to the private island of Royal Caribbean, Coco Cay. It's really nice. They, they remodeled it and put a water park in there and a bunch of amazing pools and a beach club. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the real deal. Nice. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that in March. And now you can come back, and now we can talk sports. That's it, man. I'm ready to go. Let me ask something. Is yours? Is your uh, your fee that you have? Is it kind of locking up on you? No, my feed's great. A lot of people said that it's locking up. It locked up earlier, but I I haven't had any issues that I can tell of. You know, right now looking at it, looks good. Okay, because uh, yeah, mine mine keeps spinning, and then uh, just making sure. But going back to the college play, I know you said, eh, you know, cut and dry, cut and dry. Well, I mean, there's there's only really like three scenarios that play out, right? There's only three games that matter, really. Well, okay. You said Georgia beats Alabama. What if Alabama beat Georgia? Georgia's in, Bama's in. Easy. No, no, there's not a lot of drama there. It's, so it's, so the, 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 the calculus here is pretty easy to do. Okay. Michigan wins. They're in, obviously. Right. Michigan loses. They're out. Cincinnati wins, they're in. Cincinnati loses, they're out. Now, but how about this? You see, let's say, obviously, Alabama's out. Cincinnati moves up to three. Right. Now, Oklahoma State slides in. If they win, if they don't win, Notre Dame is there. See, that's the thing, right? Notre Dame, they're a team that can't lose. And they're positioned that if two teams fall out of the college football playoff, that they slide right up on in. Now, and so, so that there's not a whole lot of drama in this. Is you know, is I want to get into obviously Kelly leaving Notre Dame, but so if Oklahoma State loses, Alabama's out. So Notre Dame has a really good chance of making the playoffs. Is what you're saying? If Oklahoma State loses and Bama loses, um, then then Notre Dame's in. Because I can see Oklahoma State losing to Baylor. It could happen. They beat them by what ten the first time they played. Yeah. Um. But it it could happen. Yeah, that's possible. I don't see. I, I mean, Cincinnati could lose to Houston. They've been very average of late. Um. I I am actually quite shocked that the committee has not punished them for their performance on the field in a few <laughs> of these games. Um. But it seems like they're committed to allowing Cincinnati to be in there now. Cincinnati's defense is good enough. Um, to compete, the, the the real question mark is: Is their offense consistent enough to win in, so, a, in a college football playoff? And are they going to get penalized and get that you know that four seed? The dream for Cincinnati is that Michigan loses, they move up to three. Um, they then get Oklahoma State in that scenario or Notre Dame. Uh, that would be a much better matchup for them. 
if that were to happen they ha- or they move up to two two three it's irrelevant right so, yeah they're gonna, so they're gonna they most up, likely i think it's gonna be two three it's gonna be michigan versus cincinnati and and if that happens if 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 that happens that's a winnable game for cincinnati they can win that game you think they could beat michigan yes absolutely absolutely now their their defense is very good and they're, they're, whether or not they can score enough points will remain to be seen, but uh, Michigan's probably a touchdown favorite in that game. If I'm guessing, you know, if I was guessing what the books would place it as, um, but that's not that's not you know like they would be against Georgia, they would be 14 point dogs, um, but against Michigan, I, I they can't, they could win that game. I mean, realistically, Cincinnati. I mean, Houston's not really a lightweight. I mean, they're not great, but. The way Cincinnati's played down to their competition, Houston's still ranked, I believe, correct? No, Houston, well, honestly, Houston should be 16th. I think they've got them like 21st, which is a travesty. Um, no, oh, yeah. They, well, uh, AP 16th. No, not the AP. The AP is irrelevant. Yeah, 21st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're underranked. They're, their only loss was the first week of the season to Texas Tech, I believe. Now, granted, Texas Tech is a six and six team. Houston has improved though since a, it's then. A, it's a, it's a, in my opinion, week one, week two, especially coming off the COVID year, I mean that week one is a big, big game. I mean the issue it's for Rusty. The issue for Houston though is they have not played anybody. I mean yeah, they I lost know. to Texas Tech. Then they're out of conference games where Rice, Grambling, and um, Connecticut. So so they've lost the only decent at a conference game they played and then within the AAC they dodged Cincinnati they dodged UC not dodge USF. but they didn't have to play Cincinnati or UCF so so those are two the, the you know second and third place teams in in the conference that they didn't have to play they, did they dodge only USF, beat though they only well they they you know they pulled it off but yeah. the only team that they played in the top half of the ACC um was ECU and they only beat them by 7 at yep. home so, you know, Houston, I think, you know, we really don't know what they're going to bring to the table. The last few weeks, they've looked a lot better, you know, since the USF game. They, they blew out Temple. They blew out uh, Memphis, beat them by 18, and then uh, dismantled UConn. But that's to be expected. I think Cincinnati probably wins by 14 to 17 points. They're they're so, that much better than Houston. So you like that 10.5-point spread that Houston uh, – that. Uh, Cincinnati's given up then. Yeah, Cincinnati's, I, I thought Cincinnati's hosting the game. The stakes are incredibly high. Um, they've kind of coasted through this season, and it, the coasting will stop in this game. They 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 will p- put a hurting on Houston uh, to ensure that they that they make the CFP. That's one thing that I'm just from watching watching Cincinnati and them playing down and watching Houston a little bit. I can see where Houston can upset Cincinnati. But it's funny we talk about Tulsa Cincinnati playing upset. down. They had the three bad game stretch, but then they dismantled SMU, who grant, granted fell apart. But look at compare compare the the opponents, right? So Cincinnati hosted SMU and they won by thirty four points. Houston hosted SMU and they won by seven. You know what? With SMU, you think about this. Obviously, the coach went to TCU. You think he pretty much just said, "Screw it." By you know by that game, I right don't there. know. I, I don't. I don't think so. It was two weeks ago. Yeah, but, but then, but then look at, then look at ECU. ECU. Yeah. Uh, since he controlled that game after the first quarter, they won by twenty-two. Houston only beat them by seven. So 
you know, it, it, if you look at and granted, transitive doesn't always play out. But if you look at the recent games that Cincy played and look at how Houston performed against those imp- opponents, there's nothing that, that Tulsa I've game, seen. That Tulsa game was good, though. Did you watch it? Everybody has. Yeah, no, every, I know, but I bet. I mean, I was. Everybody on, has I mean. a game each year where they underperform, right? So they survive theirs, and and uh, yeah, that's that's what matters. And Tulsa played a bunch of teams tough this year. No, Tulsa Tulsa was close. I mean, in they a almost lot of beat Oklahoma. Uh, no. They they held their own against Cincinnati. Um, they, they, and I think they had a few others that that they played better than one would have expected them to in. But uh, they got a they got a heck of a I should say hell of an offensive line. They, they had some big boys. They played Ohio State. They they it oh, was so Ohio State. They played close. Yeah. yeah, they had like two late scores in that game to yeah. make it like a twenty one point game. But yeah. it was a one score game. With, and Oklahoma uh, State they played twenty eight twenty three. Yeah, second game. I mean, you look at the their 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 performances against really good teams Tulsa did well I mean they did lose UC Davis Aggies <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> mind-blowing right yeah. but was that the very first game it of the sure season? wasn't once again yeah. I mean that's where you can kind of look at that week one um but I mean we go back to if we want to talk about the playoffs and you said that Notre Dame does have a chance obviously if it all spins out right they need two teams to lose in front of them that's it it's Bri- pretty easy but Brian Kelly leaving I think and obviously, if you follow his 10-year, $95 million contract, you're like, okay, he followed the money. I think he was dumb to leave, go to the LSU, and go try to compete in the SEC. Do you do you agree? Or are you like, you know what? He was going to be stuck. But He's really- stuck. Well, here's the problem for Notre Dame. And, and we've, we're seeing it this year, and we're going to see it in future state too, is that it, it, there, there's such a premium on being in a conference now. And... He wants to be where, you know, kudos to him for going where the competition is, right? He's not running from it. He's going to it. Um, unlike Lincoln Riley, who's running from well, it. that was my next note yeah. right there. I but Brian Kelly is running but into the fire, not away from if it. If Notre Dame wanted to join a conference, any conference would take them. With the amount of money that they yeah, would no, bring no to doubt. the conference. I'm not saying that they that, – but they're not. And and the, the fact of the matter is it's – in seasons like this one, it's going to hurt them. It's going to continue to hurt them. There's a two-loss SEC champ would get in to the college football playoff more often than a one-loss Notre Dame regular season. Um you're, you would see that, and and they know, and and Kelly knows that he can go to LSU and go eleven and two and make the CFP. He gets two losses at Notre Dame. You're never getting in, no. ever. But do you think the boosters see that, and the boosters now start going, "We need to join a conference," or you think they're just so hard headed, and Notre Dame is ingrained? Notre and- Dame will be forced to when the consolidation truly happens after the ACC's um, grant of rights expires in 2034. So that's that's. The big event that has to happen before ESPN can really maneuver everything around to get it to two major conferences. They tried to dismantle the Big 12 by moving Oklahoma and Texas over, but that's the first step in the process. I think the next step, will, which will remain to be seen, is how weak the Pac-12's next TV deal is. Um, Fox has a, a vested interest in continuing to keep product away from ESPN. ESPN has a vested interest in not overpaying for a product like the Pac-12. But what I think ultimately will happen is you'll see the major programs in the Pac-12 uh, move to the Big Ten for the Big Ten to expand to 16. And then the SEC will ultimately expand to 16. 
um, maybe both go to 20 at some point, and then that's going to be it. You're going to be so you essentially the, 40 teams in major college football. So the ACC goes away too. Clemson and maybe Florida State and Miami, if they're lucky, uh, maybe one other school out of there will survive and be a part of the big boys club. But once it gets once it gets down to it, we're going to have, I think, about 40 or so teams that will comprise two major conferences that will then be major college football. And I think that happens probably by 2034, 2035. Oh. Well, so on Notre, on Notre Dame, we're, Kelly's gone. Who do you think? I mean, Bubba was saying that he he got a, a text that John Gruden was going to be the coach. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought you were going to say. There's no fucking way. I, I thought laugh, you I thought you would say that. I laugh at that day, just yeah. as much as that prediction as much as I laugh at your prediction that uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play for the Packers. This year. Oh, okay. Like that's that's it. yours is actually more ridiculous, but that's not happening. There's no way John Gruden's th- their coach. Well, who do you think the next under Dame um, coach is then? I think they'll look at um, a Luke coach? Fickle. I think yeah. I think they'll look there. I think they may. Even look at someone like Pete Carroll. Um, you think he leaves? Well, I guess Seattle is down right now. Yeah, <laughs> do you think, I, do no, I think I he's going to leave a team that's three and eight oh, and is about to yeah, lose their yeah. starting quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's time for Pete Carroll to go. Uh, I think that would be an exceptional hire. That'd be a great hire. Oh, for he's them. a hell of a coach. He's a hell coach. of a coach. A hell of a coach, and he would do really well at Notre Dame, I think. So that honestly, that's that's who I would target if I'm them as Pete Carroll. Oh, let me see. Nine zero one. Hey, Lummy, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Welcome back, Brian. Thanks, man. Um, y'all was talking earlier about LSU with Brian Kelly. And you know there's haters talking about it was a bad deal, whatever. I'm a big LSU fan, and I think it was one of the – I'd rather have him than I would Lincoln Riley. Do you honestly think within three years he'll have him in the national championship? Oh, the talent. Well, maybe I'm not sure. I think back in the playoffs, and LSU has a lot of talent. I mean, you can see that every coach uh, has, since Nick Saban, has taken the you know that team to a national championship. And now with the playoffs, I think that the recruiting talent out of there and being the SEC is really going to help. I was just saying that Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame and his comfort level, and the way coaches get fired these days, even if they have a 10-year contract, you know, he could last four years, and they say Brian Kelly doesn't fit in the Louisiana way. I always thought uh, Ogeron, whatever, what's his name? Uh, what is his? Ogeron. Uh, Ogeron. Yeah, I would. Ogeron. Ogeron. If anyone, that, that, that's an LSU guy. I'm just, I can't believe he went from a co-starring role in, in um, um, the Waterboy to head coach of LSU. That's pretty Defense amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and you know the thing is too, and what people doesn't realize about that, he was handed a full house. He had so much talent that a, a blind monkey could have came in there and, and LSU would have won the national championship. True. With the talent that they had. I think he got comfortable too. I think he got really comfortable, but I do think uh, he was a good fit at the time for it. I, I mean, I, I thought he was going to be a pretty good recruiter going out of there. Brian Kelly is obviously a good recruiter, but when you're recruiting that Louisiana, Mississippi, um, you know, it's like babyface going down there trying to recruit. You know, you kind of look at him and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, really. But the thing is about LSU, and it does have something to do with the coaches, yes. But kids from LSU in that area wants to play for LSU. And I don't think it just has to do with 100% of coaching. 
of the coach. Yeah, it has some of it, but kids from Louisiana wants to play at LSU, and that's the five stars and the four stars, and I think he's going to recruit those players. Yeah. And I think some of the players that he recruited out of Notre Dame, because someone told me his, his recruiting class next year for Notre Dame was fourth in the country. Yeah, he always had high recruiting classes. And one thing I don't like about it, and I don't know if Brian agrees, but when everyone always says that recruiting class, recruiting recruiting class, recruiting, unless those kids are playing, because now with the portal, the transfer portal, realistically, yeah. the transfer portal, you could have the number one class, but then everyone gets their you know ass hurt, and they're like, oh, we should be playing. Because they'll go home, think about it, you go home and you're sitting the bench at an LSU, and your buddy's starting at, you know, some other college, and he's like, and you were better than him, you know, you get better, and you're like, ah, screw it, I'm going to transfer now. And you want to start. So I think it's going to mess up that whole entire, uh, putting the emphasis on the recruiting, you know, classes. Well, Brian, what, what wins in the SEC the running game, right? Yeah, you I got mean, you have to have a running game in the SEC. He's going to start bringing in them big boys like he did at Notre Dame, that offensive line. And I think he's bringing um, the Freeman. Isn't the Freeman? Isn't he the offensive line coach? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gonna. He'll. He'll. If he can do a good job of combining, what he's gonna need to readjust to is the speed, right? Because yeah. the SEC plays a faster brand of football than most of the opponents he plays, and that they played at Notre Dame. But if he can adjust to that and gets a good OC in there that can, you know, prepare for the SEC speed that he hasn't seen. Uh, he'll be successful. He's a good coach. I mean, he was successful at everywhere he's gone he, uh, at Cincy before Notre Dame. He'll need to get a good defense coordinator to get with speed, too, because that's another problem. Yeah, although defense is becoming less and less, with the exception of Georgia this year, it's becoming less and less of an emphasis in the SEC. That's you true. used to see games constantly, 17-13, just slugfest, can't move the ball, 300 yards of total offense in the first, you know, between the teams. And now these scores are 52-50, and it's, you know, it's it's less of an importance than it than it was in the past. Well, it's, it's almost like the Big 12 and them swept, you know, flopped over. The Big 12 is exactly. lower. But I just wanted to Welcome back, Brian and Lummy. Always love you, buddy. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Love God, you too, buddy. Good day. You, you too. too. Yep. Yeah, the, Brian Kelly's been a uh, you know a winner every, at every stop he's gone True. through his coaching career. I don't think that uh, that LSU will be any different for him. I mean, he had a 92 and 39 record at Notre Dame, uh, which, 34 know, and six at Cincinnati, 19 and 16 at Central Michigan, but he went from four and seven. Six and five to nine and four. That's the type of progress you want to see out of a coach. Then he was the head coach at Grand Valley State um, and led them to two back-to-back Division II championships. Um, overall record one eighteen thirty-five and two. So he's he he's a heck of a coach. I mean, he's won everywhere he's gone at each level at different levels of of competitiveness right so he started out division two then he goes to, to mac which is ob- yeah. which is arguably the bottom matter. the bottom of division one yeah. then he goes to cincinnati which at the time was still in the big east um and and you know converting over to the uh actually it was the big east the entire time he was there and he dominated that conference yeah he jumped he jumped right before it went over to yeah to but i mean he dominated that conference last season there 12 and 0 sugar bowl win uh, for Cincinnati in 2009. Then he goes to Notre Dame. They're floundering. He comes in, uh, 
you know, takes care of business with them and, and turns them into a winner. I mean, the last three seasons there, they've been uh, they've been really good. Four. Well, so speaking of that in the recruiting the, in Louisiana Five for seasons. Him, their last five seasons, they've been really good. I mean, do you think that it's going to help? Uh, since obviously a lot of, like uh, the caller said, uh, you know, Louisiana boys want to stay in Louisiana. Well, the University of Louisiana just lost their coach to Florida, Billy Napier. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of that hire? I think Florida. It's um, a lot of people are hating on it. It's one of those. It's either gonna be amazing or gonna be a fucking disaster. You think you it's know? a reach, kind of like? Um, I don't think it's a reach. I think they had him. They had their guy. They they believe in him, um, and they want. You know what's interesting is recruiting in the state of Florida is these kids more and more are going out of state. And so Florida, Florida State used to have a lockdown in Miami on oh, yeah. the kids in this state. And now more than ever, these these Florida boys are, are heading out of the state. And so I think you need to have a more regional approach and, and, and to the recruiting, especially if you're the Gators and the Knowles. You need to change your philosophy you, a little bit. You don't think uh, the old Howard Schnellenberger lets uh, put a wall around I-4 down and we, we're not letting anyone leave? philosophy is not working or can't I mean, work not, nowadays it, no it's over no, they can't work it's over so you're saying that it like if he wanted to say the state of florida is going to be now florida it's not going to work no it's those days are done those days are done you, you need to recruit regionally you don't you still don't have to recruit nationally although a team like florida can um but you definitely need to be able to recruit regionally and that includes, you know, tapping in more heavily into Alabama, Louisiana, which Napier opens up the doors for, and Mississippi and Georgia. Well, I think uh, I think I was hearing someone say there's like a five region kind of it's uh, like Florida. There's California, Texas, Florida, and then they said uh, Ohio, like uh, Michigan. Yeah, Ohio produces way more kids per capita, and Georgia as well. If you go by the the number of actual players and and the number of D one talent, Ohio and and Georgia, I believe, are are near the top, and Pennsylvania surprisingly, uh, as well, produces a lot of Division one talent, especially quarterbacks out of yeah, Pennsylvania. That was, the, that was the other one. It was Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was yeah. the fifth one. I don't need the article. I know it. Well, it, 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 well, it, <laughs> no, it was a coach. You know the guy that was on Last Chance U. Yeah, uh, he was saying it. He was saying nowadays, and like he was saying, like Ohio, Michigan, like those are considered one now. And then you had like Pennsylvania, the West Virginia, like that whole little area that would be you know considered one too. Yeah, and not just you know Florida, Texas, California, which that just leads again to the other coaching change. Riley going to USC. Yeah, he, I think that's a smart move. I mean, it's a smart move uh, financially and from a quality of life standpoint. Who the fuck wants to live in Oklahoma versus Southern Cal? But my thinking is, hey, listen, he got out before he had to go to the SEC. Yeah. And I feel like he almost saw that and well, said, I, he didn't, I, sign, up. He didn't sign up to be an SEC head coach. He, he signed up to be a Big 12 coach. Exactly. And, be, and he at, was dominating the Big 12. Of course. Hey, I can sit here. All day long in the Big 12, and I lose one game, two games, maybe make the playoffs, don't make the playoffs. I mean, what's Oklahoma's worst year in this past decade? Nine and three? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it, I don't blame him. I mean, I think he was shitting himself when they were like, we're joining the SEC. And I think he started looking and going, well, I said he Shit. knew he knew that that job was going to be open and just waited for it. You know, that's the USC job. Yeah. 
I think everybody knew that that job was going to be open again. Well, just a yeah, fucking revolving door lately. Yeah, but I mean, how do you think he's going to do? Yeah, it I guess uh, the 2014 they somehow managed to go eight and five. Was it? Eight? Oh wow! But other than that, they say I have two eight and five seasons since 2006, and then every other season was three losses or fewer. And they only have four seasons of three losses. They have lost two games pretty much every year. They haven't had a one loss season since yeah, uh, two thousand four. But uh, did you have you ever really heard anyone dog shitting Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley? Well, you want to talk about having a region on lockdown? I mean, they've oh, got yeah. that whole area. They they get their choice of players in that area, and uh, when you can have that exclusivity, that's what Cincinnati has such an advantage over the other mid majors. Is there's only one major college in Ohio that plays football and Cincinnati is the second best team in that state. And you can't, when you're, when you look at these mid majors, there's very few of them Wait, where the second best team you have LSU, I guess. And, and Louisiana are like that. Um, well, Toledo. What? Isn't Toledo? What about Toledo? Ohio? Is They're fucking Ohio? trash or Mac. The I, Mac hasn't produced a competitive team since Northern Illinois. I was going to say, I was about six. Yeah, I was about to ask you. Uh, do you yeah, remember I, the last I remember time it. Mac? Yeah, I that got was a it. run. That was the uh, Huskers. What aren't they the Huskers? No, the the Huskies. Huskies, whatever. But no, that's the last time I think the Mac was relevant. That was the only. I mean, that was the one time ever. And then Ben, Big Ben, with Miami of Ohio Red Red Hawks. Well, you had Marshall too. They were in the Mac at that point. Yeah, they had their one season with uh, Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Oh, and and they had uh, Randy Moss, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. See, so there the was Mac? three. T- there were three teams in the history of the MAC who were ever relevant, <laughs> and not not like the team was relevant. Three seasons in the MAC's history where they had a relevant team. I mean, come on, Toledo is uh, seven and five this year. I mean, they're great. They're they- rocketing up the rankings. <laughs> The Maction exists for Tuesday and Wednesday night football, and that's where it should be always. They shouldn't even do that later in the season. They should just start out opening week Tuesday night. Just have that be your spot and just relish in it. And they have, for the most part, and ESPN pays them a little more than their value is worth because they're willing to play Tuesday and Wednesday night. So you don't think any of those teams uh, will jump to the – I'm saying we'll jump to the different conferences. No, what? Team, what uh, team out uh, of? Oh no, I'm asking you. I know, but now I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm gave you my way, opinion. You did forget about they're the all, Ohio Bobcats. So yeah, there. <laughs> it's it's Bowling it's, Green. They're they're a fucking joke. There's a lot of Ohio teams. There's a lot of fucking jokes in that in that conference. Akron? They are terrible. Don't forget Akron. Oh my God, look at their out of conference records for the most part, unless they're playing like the Sisters of the Poor. It's uh, you know, it's is Kent State in Ohio? Yeah, uh, Kent State is uh, Indiana. Is it? Is it? Or Ohio? I don't know. I'm just looking. That's at how bad they are. We don't even know. I'm sorry. State. All of a sudden, you said there's only two teams in Ohio. No, no, I'm that, that are relevant. That are relevant. Like, Kent State oh. is in Ohio. I'm saying so Miami you, of Ohio. Yeah. Okay. No, I, but they're irrelevant. <laughs> they're irrelevant to college football. Cincinnati has a built-in advantage that they're in a fertile recruiting ground and they only have one team that they compete with but that team recruits nationally so there's so many in-state kids so if you're an in-state kid and you don't get offered by ohio state but you want to stay in ohio where are you going to want to go cincinnati right yeah, yeah. That they have that built-in advantage that no other mid-major team really possesses um is that they they play at the high the high end of the of the group of five mid major however you want to ter- term it they've been playing there now they're going to be in the Big Twelve but 
I, I understand why Cincinnati's done so well. And and it, it makes it makes sense and, it and it's, make tra- sense. it's translated, you know, well, over they, the past it, decade. Yeah, I mean they've had a, a football team for a very long time too. And I, I think that uh, what are they have? the last two coaches have been Kelly, right? And then they had uh, Kelly and Fickle. That's well, the last two, Fick, right? No, they had somebody in Did between. Did they have someone before Yeah, him? and I think he went on to you somewhere. You know, Tuberville. They had Tuberville. Yeah. Tommy Tuberville was there, and he kind of turned it around a little bit, and then he jumped ship for some reason. Well, but, but going back to Lincoln Riley, how long do you think it takes? And if he can. Yeah, they went. They actually went Brian Kelly, then had an interim, but then Butch Jones was there, oh. and he underwhelmed. Uh, he did get Big East Coach of the Year in 2011. Then they had an interim. Um, then they had Tommy Tuberville, and he actually underwhelmed too. Did he? I thought he had a couple good years. Um, he had 29 and 22 overall, 18 and 14 in conference. Uh, and then Luke Fickle came in, and they've been 35 and 13 under him, uh, with the last two seasons being almost flawless. Hope he smirched the great name of uh, Butch Jones, though. Butch, he's at the great Arkansas State right now. Yeah, two and ten Arkansas State Red Wolves. Listen, he's coming off of being an Alabama assistant, get a national championship ring. He can show that. But Lincoln Riley, how long do you think? And if he can, well, one, do you think he can turn around uh, USC? And and if he can, how long do you think that it, it takes? I, I am fascinated by the Pac-12 as a football conference and how f- fucking awful they've been. How they've let all their uh, talent leave the state of California. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I thought Chip uh, I, Kelly was going to at least, you know, do a little bit better. Than... I, all, all of them. It's just been a revolving door of shit there. And Oregon somehow is has maintained themselves as the, the, the cream of that crop. But isn't Marco, they're talking about Marco leaving. Well, going where? Well, I mean, until Miami won a couple games. they were ta- Which I still believe that they should have hired Marco in Miami. Uh, before he you left mean Mario, FIU. Mario, whatever his name Cristobal? is, Cristobal. Yeah, I call him Marco. Marco, Polo. Cristobal. Yeah, Mario. Whatever. I think they should have hired him out of FIU. He had FIU, a shitty school, playing really well. He knew how to recruit Miami. He's a Miami guy. I think that Miami should have grabbed him, but he went up to Oregon, and yeah. they're talking about him leaving. I mean, but to go where? That's the question. And why would, why would you leave Oregon for Miami, even if you're a Florida guy? You've got you will dominate. You will continue to dominate that shit trash conference. Why did Willie Tiger leave for Oregon? The, for the foreseeable, well, he left because Florida, Florida State, State was his dream job. But, uh, how do you know uh, Mario's dream well, job? Well, hopefully he Miami. looked at fucking Willie Taggart and he doesn't make <laughs> the same stupid mistake. Stay where it's easy. Don't you don't don't look for a challenge. Take the money. Sit up there in Oregon amongst the Redwoods and fucking cash those checks and beat those shit garbage teams that the rest of that conference throws out on the field every year. It's a, it's a trash conference. He plays in the trash division of the trash conference. I mean, just keep going out there and winning. So you it's, think, you think him being about a uh, 11 and two, 10 and three every year, Oregon won't really raise any red flags for him. No, they, they'll be happy with that. I mean, it's their 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 championship caliber went out the door with Chip Kelly, right? So when he left Oregon, so too did did their being an elite, a frequently elite top five team. That those days are gone. 
be happy being top 10. That's the best you can hope for at that school, in that region, with no real history of winning before Chip Kelly. Um, So, yeah, no, it's, you know. It, 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 be happy with him. Are and you? Are you? Are you? Uh, are you thinking Chip Kelly is going to do anything at UCLA, or you think uh, Chip Kelly just has kind of lost his touch? I, I think he lost his touch. I think going to the NFL and then coming back is a mistake. And coaches need to p- put pick their pick their fucking spot. Which is I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said Pete Carroll, yeah, but exactly. Pete Carroll. Yeah, but here's yeah, the difference. Yeah. Here's the difference. Pete Carroll had success in the NFL. Chip Kelly did not. And so I think. Having when you go to the NFL and fail, yeah, but did, hold, hold on, on, did hold, on hold on, on. let me Pete finish Carroll? a thought. Hold on, Wait, hold shut on, up, on. shut up, but shut up. Carroll, when you go, when did you Pete Carroll, let me finish my thought Pete and Carroll. then shut up. When you go to the NFL and fail and then come back to the college ranks, the players fucking know that. They're not stupid. They know it. They hear the negative recruiting. They hear, oh, you know, he wasn't good enough. He couldn't cut it in the NFL. What makes you think he's going to get you ready for the NFL? Look at the way his team's performed in the NFL. And and so that that's why the, the coaches that fail in the NFL and come back to college, for the most part, don't end up doing well. You have a couple of outliers, but for the most part, that holds true. And and to Nick Saban's credit, he got the hell out before he failed in the NFL. Yeah. He left the the job, which which was smart because if he had another two losing seasons in the NFL, he wouldn't have come back to college and done what he's done. Iggy McGillicuddy, five hundred bits. But it, uh, Pete Carroll did not do really that well in the NFL ranks. Before he went to NA, USC and then went back to the NFL. That's what I was trying to say. Pete Carroll at New England, actually the Jets six and ten, then New England ten six nine and seven eight and eight right. left and then went to USC because he was smart. He never had an abysmal year. He was never terrible in the NFL. Okay, I can and see so what you're he saying. He saw there, yeah. himself starting to slip, and what did he do? He left. he left and saved his reputation. And that's the key. As a coach, your reputation, especially in college, means more than anything. And so when you get that tarnished with that loser brand, that failure brand, it's hard to shake, man. And Chip Kelly has that taint on him now. He has that failure brand from the NFL, his failed experience there, that he now has to overcome that in the college ranks. I don't know that he's good enough as just a pure head coach to do that. Without you know, given that it's a, it's he's starting from a deficit. Yeah, you know what? I actually forgot Chip Kelly coached at San Francisco and went two and fourteen. Yeah, I forgot that. See, I was thinking that Chip Kelly left uh, the Eagles, and yeah, okay, six and nine. But the year before, every single year, he got worse, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can't, yeah. He didn't get while the getting was good. He tried one more time, yeah. And and that was he, the mistake. If I he had left after that nine and nine season in or whatever six and nine, six and nine yeah. season in Philly, he would have been okay. You know what? You are true on that one. And uh, Iggy McGillicuddy, whoa, a thousand bits. You are true on that because I did not know that two and fourteen. Because I'm like, oh, you know, Pete and Carroll he had an eight and eight, but if Chip Kelly, but yeah, I guess you could see as a kid. And he really didn't do much in the NFL, 10 and 6, 10 and 6. It did not hurt Nick Saban. Yes, like you said, he got out when the going was good. I think that I don't, I think a lot of NFL people hate Nick Saban for what he did to Miami. But how long do you think it will take Lincoln Riley to turn USC around? Like, I'm saying to at least two seasons. Two seasons is all it takes. I mean, you've got so many advantages built in. If you're truly a good coach, 
if you're really a good coach, and he is. He's a good coach. You know, he did take over a great program, and he did enter a very cush, you know, position there at Oklahoma. Uh, but that's also part of good being a good coach, right, is, is, is realizing where your opportunity lies and where you can succeed, knowing your limitations. So if he's a good coach – which I, I believe he is, then two seasons he should have USC winning their division and he should have them in the top 10 within three. Now, is he getting back to the P. Carroll USC days? Celebrities on the sidelines, USC being that big school, or because LA has now two NFL teams, it's not that glamours of a, a ticket anymore. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be hard. It's not the same ticket, right? Uh, like the Lakers are back as a thing. The Dodgers, and are, the Dodgers are, are big again. And so, yeah, when when USC was the winning program in, the, in, in L.A., that was a different story. But I don't I don't think those days will come back. Um, I think he could he could sniff it, but I don't think he'll get there. Because. Uh it's pretty sad. Did you watch, uh, I think it was a USC-UCLA game like a week ago and how empty that stadium was? Yeah. And that used to just be, I mean, it's a, one of the biggest stadiums. Yeah, the Rose Bowl now. Yeah. And now it's just. It, it's, it's yeah, that was a few weeks ago, but. but, uh, but it's well, no, start, it was last week. Wasn't it last week? It's a start of the, like, the yeah. kind of the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, yeah. That, that start, that game that yeah, always yeah. starts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, it, it is sad, but I mean, he's taking over a three and five team that uh, went four and seven overall. It's I I think he can have them winning the division in two years though, because it's not a stacked division. It, now, it really isn't. Obviously, since the last time we met, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the Florida, the the Gator hire. Now I was a little disappointed. I think they should, and I know that he's lost the team. And there's a lot of things that have come out now that. With Dan Mullen uh, just kind of being David E, 128, uh, 1500 bits, more baby face. Woo. I think they should have given Dan Mullen another year. Do you think that it was a right fire at the time? Given the talent that he had on the field and the performance that they put out and the critical juncture that Florida and Florida State find themselves in, um, I think it's the right time to pull the trigger and move on. Because you have a chance to, they they squandered a a golden opportunity to bury Florida State within the state hierarchy, right? Yeah. And Miami, and instead they've fallen back to the pack, and and they've lost all momentum that they had prior to the Dan Mullen experience. And uh, from from that standpoint, I, I don't think you you can afford to wait longer. Uh, to see if he can turn things around. You, he had plenty of talent. He had all the advantages. And look, he was never, I mean, at Mississippi State, he wasn't setting the world on fire. No, he had but one it was good, Mississippi one State. 10-year win. Look, you can win at those schools. You can go, you can have 10 win years at those schools. What did Ole Miss do this year? You know, you can do that. He, he wasn't, he, it was a, it was a questionable hire to begin with, but you look at a coach like him. He went from ten and three to eleven and two. Good, down to eight and four, down to five and six. You can't have that at, at a major program. You can't have that 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 losing trajectory. You have to cut that off. Now, I, I will say this: I think Florida State pulled the plug on Willie Taggart too soon. I'm not saying he would have been their savior, but I don't think he had enough time. In Dan Mullen's case, season four, and you're regressing. You got to go. 
Actually, so there's not it's not too much time. In fact, if anything, he was helped out by their Paper Tiger first place division win uh, last year. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Where they went eight and three um, in, in conference. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that I think, bought them some extra time. Actually, if you kind of look at it, besides Florida, they're 10 and three, took over, pretty good team. Mississippi State, he reached that nine and four, then regressed seven and six, eight and five, seven, six, yeah. ten and three. I mean, he nine, was four, six and seven, eight and four. So he kept regressing. Yeah, he 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 has not shown to himself to be a coach that makes the team better in the long run. And that's that's the red flag for me. Is I, I'm okay giving coaches time. I think Jeff Scott needs time at USF. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm okay giving coaches time, especially at lesser programs. I think uh, stability at a school like USF is more important than at a school like Florida because Florida is a brand. It's an institution. The head coach means less than at a lesser school. And so oh, yeah. you, you have certain posi- you have certain jobs where the head coach is is less than the program, right? Is a, his his stature isn't as big as as the 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 program itself. Notre Dame's a job like that. They whoever they hire as long as he can coach well, you know, they they don't have to give him more than two seasons. 
right? So you yeah, if him- he comes out and shits the bed the next two seasons, he's done. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, exactly. We're like a USF or one of those. They can okay. Let's let's give let's get his guys in there. Yeah, you got to give them time to build a program. And and these other spots, the program's built. The culture is there. Now you can tweak the culture a little bit, but the fans and the administration and the 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 history do- define the culture. And you look at a school like Michigan. Um, you know, they were I, I, I applaud them for being so patient with oh, Harbaugh. I was just That's, about to say the same exact thing because they were so just all right, four years, you don't have it done, five years, you're done. Harbaugh, I'm like, listen, and I'm not saying he's, you know, the greatest coach, but you gotta give a little bit of time. Well, he got more than I ever thought he was going to yeah. get there. Um and and kudos to them. They waited and maybe it'll pay off for him. Maybe they'll they'll get to lose to Georgia. <laughs> Who knows? So you I mean you pretty much you think Georgia's just Who's gonna, gonna who what have you seen from college football this year that would make you think that there is any team capable of 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 keeping it within two scores of Georgia? Well, do you think that Georgia has probably the best defense ever? ever. Because I just I'm looking right now and their overall <laughs> They're points ridiculous. against is eighty three. It's insane what they have done this season. Now, granted, I will say this they haven't really beaten anybody. Uh, that's the one thing going against Georgia is they had a a Charmin, as Charmin soft of a schedule as you can have in the SEC. And so the only question mark of, around Georgia is when they play a team that ha- that has a, a legit defense, will will they be able to shut them down? But I mean, look at a team like Arkansas, 37 to nothing, Auburn, 34 to 10. Yeah. UK 30 to 13. I mean, nobody has kept it within other than Clemson in week one. And again, yeah. week, week one, one, it's all week, week one. one and Clemson turned it around nine yeah. and three, you know, not terrible, but other than Clemson, nobody's kept it within what? 17 points of them. That's insane. But does not just show because we were talking about, Hey, you know, every college team is going to kind of have a letdown, not a let, you know, like where they lose. They might but have their close. first, their first week was Th- their letdown. Because after that, they roll through every fucking, like I mean, they, they could have a letdown against, you know, they could have, you know, kind of a closer game. I mean, people were saying Tennessee, the Tennessee speed's going to come out. They Here's the thing. They couldn't, have, they couldn't have played a softer SEC schedule though. You can't, you could not have handpicked an easier SEC schedule than they played. Yeah, but then you can look at the also is that they played at Auburn, and Auburn just did, you know, did, you know, kind of yeah, uh, put, they, put it to Auburn the, always gets up for the Iron Bowl. They, they they were an underachieving team. They Auburn was as good as their record suggests, which is not very good. Yeah, but 34-10 at Auburn, I mean, if – I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but if the number one team's coming in, and then if you look at Arkansas, and I understand Arkansas has come back a little bit, 37 nothing. I mean, I mean that's amazing. That's that's amazing. And and yeah, Arkansas did kind of come back down to earth, and that was probably the start of it because that's a very humbling score yeah. um, <laughs> when you and their get, number I think eight at that point. And the, well, yeah, they were they were they were four and zero, and they had beaten Texas and and Texas A and M. So they were coming off those seemingly good wins, which both of those wins seemingly are not that great. Well, Texas A and M kind of bounced back with the the win against Alabama. Yeah, I mean that you that's know about that's about it. And then the the Georgia set off a three game losing streak for Arkansas, um, but then you have that fifty two fifty one Ole Miss game, which was just crazy, yeah. one of the best games of all times. But you look at 
you look at who Georgia's played, and it's it's been a soft schedule, but they've dominated. And that's the thing is, that, yeah, it's been a soft schedule, but they've dominated everybody they played. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And you talk about Ole Miss. What do you think of Lane Kiffin? I never. I don't think I've ever asked you about him. I don't like him. But you think he's a good coach? He's a good coach. He's a he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. He's a good coach. But I mean, he's got him at ten and two. Because everyone know? everyone keeps always talking about how Lane Kiffin is just it's like offensive, almost genius. Now. Yeah. Well, his offensive genius only put up twenty one on Bama. Remember, he said, "Grab the popcorn." Yep, grab that popcorn. He choked on it. His <laughs> offensive genius only put up twenty on Auburn. Mm. His offensive genius twenty seven on Liberty. Yeah, that Liberty I mean, game was pretty disappointing. You know, uh, he's a good coach, and he found himself in a in a good situation because again, he he got uh, LSU being down this year, and Texas A and M being mediocre. Really, the entire SEC kind of. Kind of crap the bed. You know, you it's didn't like have Georgia. those normal three or four teams that are just dominant. You had you had a bunch of just average teams in the SEC. The SEC East was just pathetically weak. Do you think that he learned uh, from his past? Do you think he's going to kind of sit at Ole Miss for a while? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. do you think he's going to jump at the next big hire if they give him enough money? I mean, I think, I think he'd be smart to jump only because you're in with Bama and soon-to-be – Texas and Oklahoma, yeah. you're gonna have a you're gonna have a tough row, and it. I don't know that his uh, his stock will be higher. Like he he's a possible hire for Notre Dame. I don't know his attitude would fit with the culture uh, there. I don't. But, I don't think it would go good there. But he's he has simmered down a lot. Yeah, but you think he get the because everyone said that the Notre Dame boosters is kind of what the Kelly he didn't get along with them. I mean, he got along with them long enough. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess they were unhappy. Twelve years, but I guess they want their dick sucked, and uh, you know Kelly wasn't giving it to him. And I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to give it to him. Kelly would still be there if he still wanted to be there. Period. Kelly didn't get fired from Notre Dame. Notre Dame wasn't parting ways with Kelly. No. So the boosters had absolutely fucking nothing to do with him leaving. From from the perspective of maybe he doesn't want to deal with them personally, but not the boosters forced him out. He 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 made that move on his own and it's a smart move yeah 10 year 95 million i mean not just the money but going and now because what's the one thing he doesn't have a conference a national championship oh that too yeah and he can't he's not going to win one at notre Notre dame's not winning a national title in our lifetime unless they join a conference so even they go under well they make the i mean yeah here's the problem is they keep playing yeah they'll make the playoffs but they're not battle tested enough anymore with this with the, the problem they have is all these traditional games Right, yeah. you're gonna keep playing Army. Stanford, and you're gonna keep playing Army, and you're gonna keep playing Navy, and you're gonna keep playing USC when they're down. You're not gonna be battle tested and ready for the playoffs when you do get there. Yeah, and, and the and the kids don't want to. You know, it's not a big draw to play against Stanford anymore. It's, USC's lost their shine. They need to change their philosophy. In my opinion, they either need to join a conference or they need to start scheduling differently. I think it helped his recruiting. When they had to join the ACC because of uh, because of COVID, we're getting fucked by Twitch tonight. By the way, I know that. It's, it's, I've uh, tried not to say anything. No, I mean I'm not not that the service is bad. We're just it's it's hurting us in terms of our connectivity and our viewership. No, I know everyone keeps saying it's, that it, it's, it's happening. skipping and, yeah. and chopping and blah blah. blah. I mean it's I mean there's nothing I can, I mean can really do about it right now. I mean we can end the show if it continues because I'd rather not just sit here and waste my time if. Uh, 
I mean, is there a way? Well, well I mean, is this I'm being recording recorded it, yeah, still? I'm, okay. I'm recording it on the other for the podcast. Okay. Well, that's good then. It's not a total waste. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll, I'll sit here until the allotted time is up then. Oh, thank you, sir. You're thank welcome. you for your time, sir. Well, my time is valuable, I man. You're a dad. You know what it's like. Uh, listen, I totally get it. And I, I love coming on Twitch. You love coming on Twitch and seeing the numbers and getting the people uh, with the chat because chat freezes, live feeds freeze but yeah i mean we're on bar right now i am recording it uh and i one reason i wanted to do it on wednesday now is because i wanted to be relevant for the weekend games in the nfl which we could switch well, over how are to we the not NFL. relevant on thursday well oh, no, you mean the podcast yeah well, because the then by the, probably the podcast is up it's going to be at least then for the weekend but at least you know oh okay yeah you know it gives what I'm us saying? time to get the podcast i yeah. gotcha i was gonna say how is our show not relevant on no Thursdays? no i meant i meant just for the podcast all right let's get, switch gears yeah, now. I was Enough gonna college go to talk real yeah. quick who's gonna win the national football the football <laughs> championship in college who's gonna win georgia right by by a landslide yeah. right yeah by a country mile in fact i'm gonna make a pretty bold statement here all right Cincinnati would give them the best game out of any team in the top Kinda six. Kind of like they did last year? Absolutely. They have the, the, the reason being is Cincinnati's defense is good enough to at least give their offense a chance to keep it close. You know, they, they, Cincinnati probably still loses 24-3 to three to Georgia, maybe 24-10, to, to 10, but at least they give them a chance to keep it close. What's your prediction on that? Just I know we're going to do it, but I just want to get it. You just said, you're, you know, Cincinnati. Let's say what, what? What would you think Georgia scores against Cincinnati? I just said twenty-four to ten. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Twenty-four my, my to ten. Twenty-four to ten. You think? Are your headphones cutting out too, there, buddy? Yeah, everything's cutting out. No, I'm sorry. I'm. I got. I got the text saying the you're trying to multitask and you're not. Lum lum, no good at that. Well, yeah, my feed was cutting. My I lost my paper. I was writing down. Yeah, with, it's, it's tough, man. So let's go to the NFL. I mean, the NFL. Who can't love the NFL? Buccaneers, looking good. Yeah. They got that dreaded uh, uh, double-digit point spread against I Atlanta. Like I think Atlanta's <laughs> going to cover that. I think Atlanta's going to cover. If we're talking about betting right now, I think Atlanta covers Well, I'll tell you this. It, I'll tell you too. this right now. A.B.'s back, and they don't cover. That The, the, the difference between the Bucks winning a Super Bowl this year and not is if Antonio Brown is on the field. If a, And the Bucks have shown it. If A.B. and Gronk are in the lineup, the Bucks offense is unstoppable. Period. End of story. So if A.B. can come back, and that's why they're not rushing him back. They know this. They've looked at the analytics. They've looked at the way the difference between the Buccaneers as a team and his offense when A.B.'s on the field versus when he's not. And he is the linchpin. There's a reason Tom Brady pushed so hard for him to get to, for the Bucks to sign him because he knows he is the difference maker. Oh, he's a game changer. He, I was uh, talking about it uh, last uh, Sunday to Ashley. I said, A.B.'s a big difference maker instead of scotty miller you got ab ab obviously is a way better wide receiver than he's scotty a number miller. one playing as a number and three. three in a it's, slot it's insane against a linebacker it's insane over the middle it's not stoppable it's not fair so if they can get gronk I, if i'm the bucks and i have ab against atlanta i'm resting gronk i'm giving him an off week don't need him don't want to get him hurt let him let him get back to a hundred percent. Because if you have a hundred percent Gronk, or he's never going to be a hundred percent. No, he's an, never. An eighty-five percent Gronk and a hundred percent AB going into the playoffs. I think it's more important to have those two as healthy as possible than it is to have home field. That's how important those guys are to the offense and to making things go. Because uh, Gronk gives Brady a level of confidence and and that that he doesn't have with any other player on that team. And, and comfortability. 
And then AB gives him a level of mismatch and speed and game-breaking speed. What what we've seen this year is that Godwin is a solid possession receiver. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is unreliable and, and can disappear at times. Um, you can shut him down with your number one corner. And I think he disappears I think 100% without AB. Well, that's because... You have to have safety help with yep. AB, yep. and you d- he when you double team or you put your shutdown corner on Mike Evans, you can stop him. And the injuries, he's taken a lot of hits. Jameis used to throw him a lot of passes that just laid him the fuck out. And so he's been concussed multiple times. He's had a lot of nagging injuries, and I think that's we're starting to see the wear on him, and I could see him falling off like Julio Jones did. Um it's unfortunate, but I, I think it's. I think we're starting to see it with Evans. I think the the indicators are there that uh, that he's going to start to to digress statistically. How many more years do you think? Uh, I mean, well, well, how many more years do you think he got? Evans? Yeah, I think he has two more years of being a good wide receiver. And then do you think he kind of just uh, slips into the almost like uh, what? Well, I can't say Odell Beckham because you hate Odell Beckham. Well, he's fucking awful. I, I mean, he's he's a terrible locker room guy. He's not a good wide receiver. He had two, three good seasons in his career, and that's it. Um, he's he's fucking over. He's over, and he's shown that in L.A. He's fucking over. Overrated. Thank you for proving my point. Hey, Odell, it's not the quarterbacks, buddy. It's you. You're not very fucking good. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think it's been shown now. You can't thrive in LA's offense. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he, they've been worse since he's gotten there. Oh no, hundred percent. So, so Robert Woods is by far and away a better receiver than Odell Beckham Jr. Period. Well, I just uh, saw. Uh, I guess they're gonna keep him sidelined, AB, for another two weeks. They can keep him sidelined the rest of the season. They'd be better off. They they should have kept him sidelined permanently. The guy doesn't need to be in the league on a team. He's not on a team that's competitive and wants to compete. He's toxic. No, he's, no, no. He's, I said AB. Sorry, AB. Oh, AB. Sorry, I thought we were still talking about ODB. I just saw a, a thing came up said source uh, said that Antonio Brown is uh, two more weeks. Two it more says. weeks. Yeah. Well, you know that's probably um, that's probably the right call. I hope it's not something more serious. It says it's his heel. Um, I mean, I think like you said, they're probably just kind of. If you don't if you don't need him, you don't need him. But but you do need him in the playoffs. So getting him healthy is essential. So but if they lose to, if they lose to the Falcons, which would be a real shit it's show. It's not but, gonna happen. But but you know what I mean? Like Atlanta, it's in Atlanta, sometimes the Bucks. Yeah, I get split, I get that but. typically, but Atlanta has no wide receiver. All you have to do is double team Kyle Pitts and it's over. Uh, they have no weapons. Let Quarter Cordell Patterson get his, you know, 80 yards or whatever receiving and run, you know, another 20, 50 yards whatever rushing. What they have no weapons. Russell Russell Gage can't do shit and you couldn't even name another wide receiver on Atlanta. No. No. Nobody could. Even Atlanta Falcon fans don't know who their fucking wide receivers are right now. Other outside of Gage. And so they're terrible. There's no reason for the Bucks to lose to them. The Bucks are the secondary is coming back. They're getting it together. Uh, you know, they got to get back into the groove a little bit, but they will. The defense, the Bucks defense, you will see over the next few weeks. Granted, the, the competition is dropping, but it will improve consistently every single week, and they will be ratcheted up and ready for the playoffs. And Odell Beckham Jr., back to him being complete fucking garbage. 
Yeah, I don't think uh, the Bucks didn't try to go after him or anything like that. The Packers obviously wanted to pay him what he was actually worth, which is pretty much nothing. 50% on his targets. I mean, it's just... It's, it's bad. Yeah, he's not, he's not that good. He, yeah, he did have the touchdown, but I, he's, just, he's just not that good. I'm kind of uh, kind of reviewing the different games here. There's really not that many good games going on in Week 13. Chargers-Cincinnati like, is an interesting matchup. I, I love the Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati. Joe Burrows, I think, has turned the corner. Baltimore-Pittsburgh is always great. It's always, it's always within a score, man. You still think, man, Pittsburgh has looked bad. Pittsburgh at looked bad Pittsburgh last week, against Baltimore will play a good game. In fact, I'm, I'm taking Pittsburgh in that game. So you think Cincinnati just has Pittsburgh's number? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Pittsburgh, you know, they're they're not good, but Baltimore's their rivals in that division, period. And that's the game they get up for. Rivalry games are always, you know, are always uh, different than than a, a normal game, and and so the the results are not always as expected. Chicago, on the other hand, and I know, I mean, Chicago is kind of a shit show right now. I think uh, they fired the head coach. Do you keep Fields going? Do you, like, I mean, what do you think of What's Fields? What's the point? For Why did you draft him anyways? If you were I mean, just going to sign Russell Wilson this offseason, you think anyways, that's where Russell Wilson's going to go? I, I mean, I don't know where anybody, I'm not clairvoyant, but I think he wants a city like Chicago. Not New Orleans? I mean, come on. You go down with Sean Payton? Maybe, maybe New Orleans. Um, you know, the issue for them, uh, have they freed up the, the cap space? I know they were in cap hell. Um, you know, they don't have a true number one quarterback, but how long did they sign Jameis for? Just one season? One season, yeah. Okay, well, then they're okay with that, but they have too much tied up in Taysom. I know that. I thought they just reworked his deal, too. They they, they were giving him, like, $10 million a year, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, but I think Stupid. they reworked it again where, like, I think it was, like, a week ago. And, and, but well, they're maybe they're setting themselves out. up for it. Um, you know, maybe Taysom will show. He's got his chance now. He's got four weeks to show, five weeks to show that he belongs in the NFL here. Now, do you think, so is Russell Wilson, you think he's definitely out of Seattle? Oh, 100%. Especially after the way the season's going? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I, he wanted out this season. He was stuck. But he's isn't he a free agent? Uh, I don't know if he's a free agent or not. No, I think he, I think he uh, is he under contract. I think he's under contract till next season. Mm. I think that the, someone had to trade for him. But I mean, then you got also Deshaun Watson still, which that 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 whole thing just disappeared. Well, it's not it's not working itself out. That's the problem. Is they they were all expecting it to be worked out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Wilson's under Wilson's under contract for twenty two and yeah. twenty three. So. He's uh, yeah. He's he's got uh, not until twenty twenty four. Somebody will trade for him though. I think Seattle's got to rebuild. The problem for Seattle is you don't want to rebuild because you do have a, a prime wideout in Metcalf and a good backup to him and Lockett. Yeah, you, you don't have a bad team. You still need a run. I mean, Car. They they you know what what this really has shown me is how much Carson drove this team. He's he's more important to this the success of that team than Russell Wilson. Well, actually, speaking of that, and, and it just popped in my head. And his career is going to be over, by the way. He's not coming back. No. And if he does, he's going to be a shell of himself. So they, they, need, a, they need a running back, and they need a quarterback. Uh, running back's easy to fill. Quarterback's going to be tough for them. Unless, you know, Rodgers. But Rodgers doesn't want to go to Seattle, I don't think. I don't know. Everyone keeps saying Rodgers to, like, Pittsburgh. 
I don't think he wants to go to that city either. Where do you think he'd want to go? Um, I mean, you're kind of looking at the different. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where they would actually need a quarterback. New Orleans. Well, yeah, I mean, if they don't get Russell Wilson, I mean, that means maybe Russell Wilson goes to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins really want. But then you also got Carolina. Carolina has to get a quarterback. Yeah, and and uh, Cam showed that he ain't it. No. Two-game losing streak right now. Well, and getting Darnold, benched, I yeah. mean. And Darnold's not the guy either, I don't think. No, Darnold's hurt, but yeah. But I'm saying long run. He ain't I, I the guy. I, I will eat crow on that. I thought he had a chance to be better than he was in the first couple games. But, again, without McCaffrey, nobody's going to do well on that team. That team was built around a running back who is Charmin Soft, and it, it wasn't going to – it was never going to work. Uh, you should have kept Teddy Bridgewater. It wouldn't have mattered. Bridgewater would have been sucking. No, the team, they, they've got one wide receiver. I guess Robbie Anderson's okay, but. No, but, the, no one throws a Robbie Anderson anymore. At least Cam Newton started throwing a Robbie Anderson. Somebody has, he had the play. Sounds like somebody has Robbie Anderson on his fantasy sure team. Sure do. I had him last year, <laughs> and he was a fucking superstar. And now, he de- and guess what? When, when Cam Newton came back, Ro- Robbie Anderson all of a sudden became open again. Tell me you have Robbie Anderson on your fantasy team. I got team him on every without, single without fantasy. Without telling me you have yeah. him on your fantasy team. And I, pick team. Him every, I was picking him every week in FanDuel uh, and DraftKings. Yeah. Well, all right? Your bad choices aren't their problem. Well, yeah, the game of the week is, what did I say three weeks ago? What did I say three weeks ago that you disagreed with me on? Well, I disagree with you on a lot I of know. things with the Vegas. That and... New England was going to win the AFC East. Okay, yes, I did disagree. And, I, and what the fuck, man? I, I told you they figured it out. The formula is there. Belichick is a fucking wizard, and he has his defense back playing New England Patriot defense, man. If you have a fantasy team, the Patriots' defense is somehow available still. Pick them up. I got them five weeks ago, four weeks ago, and I'm very happy with the returns. And Mac Jones, he's looking like a— Well, he's, this is the thing. Belichick is so good at recognizing a player's limitations and game planning for within that. And he, he does that better than anybody else in football. And he has got that team dialed in. I think they're going to beat Buffalo in Buffalo on Monday Night Football and— and get a stranglehold on that division. So you think Buffalo, you think they make the playoffs, right? Well, with the seven teams this year, right? Did yeah, they expanded it? Teams, yeah, yeah, it's fucking bullshit, man. I, the, yeah. the Bears are still in contention. Do you want to see the Bears play football in, in January? The fucking no. Eagles are still in contention. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm just looking at the AFC because if you look at it, you got the Patriots, uh, Bill seven and four, the Ravens, Bengals, Browns—they're all so close. Obviously, the Steelers five and five. The North is—they're all tight no, right there. The AFC is a good, a good even conference. The NFC is very top heavy. I would take the top five in the NFC over the top five in the AFC any day of the week. The problem is after that, there's a huge drop off between the two conferences. The bottom of the of the NFC is really bad. Like, the only reason they have wins is because they have to play each other. Well, and then you got the NFC. Except Detroit. They don't win any, against anyone. Well, they just get a tie. I mean, <laughs> it's so fucking Detroit. Detroit. They couldn't even win. <laughs> they couldn't break their losing streak with a win. They broke it with a tie. I mean, they're so close, though, on so many games. You just start feeling bad for them now. And it's really funny to me at this point. Yeah. You, do you want them to go 0 and 16 with a 1? 0 16 and 1? Yeah. Well, they haven't won a game in over a year now. I know. It's, uh, it's really sad. Or no, right out of year. I think they won the last one last year, the week after Thanksgiving. 
Uh, I thought that the Thanksgiving game was going to be their best chance yep. at a win. So and, did I. And uh, didn't pan out for them. Almost. Almost. Are you surprised by the NFC West? The only thing I'm surprised by is that Arizona was able to separate themselves from the past. I thought they were going to be the bottom of the conference. Uh, and and Seattle, obviously, choking. Um, San yep. Francisco's getting healthier. They're getting right, and they're starting to play a little better. So I think that the Niners will make the playoffs. Um, but I am – so I still think three of the four teams will make it. We thought at one point that all four might have a chance. Yeah. And uh, and and But for injuries, maybe the Seahawks are there. You know, you can't lose your quarterback and your running back and win in this league. Nobody, nobody can. And so um, – you know, I, 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 the, 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 really the only two surprises to me are that Arizona a, has been the, the best team there, and that uh, Seattle fell off so badly. Who do you think? Who do you think comes out of uh, the NFC? Like, uh, not the NFC West. Who, who do you think a surprise is that is going to make the playoffs, but then maybe go one or two uh, games in? Is there? You think there's any? NFL oh no, teams that no, can do no, it? no, no, no. Or do you think it's just going to be all the favorites? No, the the the. the the difference between the top five in the NFC and the rest of the teams is is pretty stark. Um, I will say this. I, I'm not completely sold on the Cowboys and the Rams at this point, uh, but the Rams will figure it out. They're going to get right. Um, there's even talks that Cam Akers might be able to make it back this season, which is crazy to really? me, given the injury that he suffered. Yeah, but no kidding. I've heard that maybe for the playoffs, which would be nuts. Uh, Henderson's done well there, though. I, I I think my biggest problem with the Rams is that they underutilize Daryl Henderson. Uh, he's He has been great for them. He has been consistent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fumble. He catches the ball out of the backfield. I, I, they would be a better team. They wouldn't be 7-4 and four if they used him more. And obviously I have him on my fantasy teams, and so I feel that way. But I think it's legitimate. I mean, they're on a – you know, they're on a three. They haven't won since they got Odell Beckham, by the way. You know that, right? And since they Von si- Miller, too, Since right? they signed him. Since they signed him, because he sat out the first week, right? Since they signed Odell Beckham Jr., they are 0-3. And, and he is a fucking cancer. And he's he was holding back Cleveland. He's he is, he is just an awful, awful, awful player, awful locker room guy. He's the worst. He makes your team worse. I don't know why he's still – I don't know why there was even a market for him when they cut him in well, Cleveland. I mean, L.A. likes to make a splash. And uh, didn't isn't that when Woods went down? Wasn't it Woods? Yeah, they got desperate. Yeah. They got desperate. Here's, here's the thing. Use the players that you have better. Use Van Jefferson better. Use uh, D- Daryl Henderson better. Use Sony Michelle. Better. But I think I think the Rams also were looking at what the Bucks were doing, and I think they go, well, we're in L.A., we have a new stadium, we – we have to almost look like the Bucks. Yeah, that's a mistake. You can't do what the Bucks are doing because the Bucks have the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah. and they have three legitimate number one wide receivers, and they have three legitimate number one tight ends. Let's, I mean, let's yeah. not even talk about that. I mean, you, you know, you you look I'm at the depth. They haven't treated they have, any of them. They have two legitimate running backs yeah. that could be starters and and a third down catching back who does nothing in this offense because Lenny Fournette is doing so well. Are and you surprised they didn't trade any of the tight ends or haven't? I am not because of the concern of the health of O.J. Howard coming back off of injury and the concern of Gronk making it through a full season. You didn't want to leave yourself with, with Howard as your only tight end if Gronk were to go down. 
So I, I think it was absolutely the right call holding on to all three and making it work. You think Kittle stays healthy? Obviously, I think you said the 49ers make it. What quarterback do they stay with? Garoppolo. Trey Young doesn't give them a chance to win in the playoffs. Get the fuck out of here. I know, but you think... uh, Jimmy Dam does. You think Jimmy's out after the season? You think they try to trade him? I don't. I, I think they'll they'll evaluate where Lance is at this point in his career. And where, and, I mean, where and do you think he is after year one? Right where I figured he would be, coming from fucking North Dakota and trying to go straight into Did the NFL. Did he only play one game? He only played one game last year, right? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, they, they it was had something no, like that. They, yeah, like three games, I think, or four. Maybe. Yeah, like he just played a couple BS games because uh, they canceled the whole season. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. I, Look, I was baffled by this quarterback class. Uh, I was never sold on Zach Wilson. Uh, I will say I was wrong on Mac Jones, maybe. Um, it, it looks like he he landed into the right spot, though. I don't think Mac Jones would have been successful with any other coach in the NFL. I don't think I, – I, I think he would have been like an A.J. McCarron. He, like every other Alabama quarterback. Yep, they all get into the other McElroy, ones. all of them. Look good in the preseason. Yeah. And shit the bed. He landed into the perfect position um, with with New, New England. In fact, I think I maybe even said that I liked him there because I think I predicted New England to make the playoffs in our first show, and you told me I was crazy. I did. Yeah, I did. I um, I think you were saying more of the defense. The defense uh, well, was but going the defense to step is driving up, this, and that, and that, and you said the defense would drive it, and Mac Jones would just kind of take care of the ball which, uh, through which, the Bill Belichick uh, offense, which is is pretty much what's happening. I mean, I think I that you know we made a lot of predictions, so I was wrong on some stuff, <laughs> but but I think I was right more than I was wrong. No. But that is one that I absolutely fucking nailed. I mean, I don't think you saw how the Raiders were going to take a complete dog shit. Well, how how was I supposed to know that their head coach <laughs> was going to have be caught in a sex Text scandal and that their star wide receiver is going to murder a lady and her dog. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then their quarter, they, don't forget that, their quarterback. Their quarterback uh, didn't he punch out uh, a valet guy? Yeah, that happened too. So <laughs> he was a first. Round if you pick. told me all their first round picks were going to get arrested and their head coach was going to get caught in a scandal, I wouldn't have been as high on the on Vegas. But to in my defense, at the you know they were what six and two at one point. Yes, they were. Yeah, so I was right until I wasn't. <laughs> uh, you want to keep it that large? It's perfectly fine. So so look, Mac Jones, sixteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, he hasn't gone out there and dominated as a quarterback. He's played better as of late. Um, you know, if you look at his game log, but but I, the New England is doing exactly what I expected New England to do, which is to figure out a way to win with mediocre players, which is what Bill Belichick always does. And watching, have you been watching Man in the Arena? Uh, no, I have not, but I so heard it's really good. It's a great watch. Um, they're not boring at all. They're informative. And the thing I like about it the most is you get, you get uh, a view inside of, of a Belichick team and the makeup of it and what they were looking for. Episode three is called The Edge. And obviously there's no real spoilers because everybody knows how these seasons play out. Yeah. But they talk in there about um, how – the guys in that locker room kept challenging each other to be the first one in, to be the last one out, to be the most committed. And that mindset that Belichick looks for players, he looks for team guys. He doesn't look for talent. 
He looks for team first. And so to him, it's not about getting the most talented guys out there. It's never been that. It's always been about guys that are going to fit his team, that are going to fit the philosophy, that are going to fit the culture. And, and I just knew that he still had that there. He's not a bad coach. <laughs> He's a good coach. He's a great coach. He's a legendary coach. And he has he is found the formula to win with less, which is exceptional to do in the NFL. Like, with the Bucks are winning with more right now, right? They have oh, a, they, yeah. They're winning with more, which is the easiest way to do it. Um, but, I but, mean, I think, I think they could still well, – I mean, maybe because Tom Brady's a little older that he needs a little. But I think, you know, 10 years ago, Tom Brady's here. I think Tom Brady's winning with less here too. I, well, he he was definitely good enough to win with less, but he was exactly. also he's also a what I'm realizing is that he's also a product of that Belichick system, right? Mm-hmm. So he learned from the guys around him. He learned from the lawyer 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 Malloy's and from the Willie McGinnis and the Teddy Bruskies, and they helped mold him it to be a tougher individual and more committed player than he would have been if he wasn't in that system again a quarterback that if he had gone anywhere else in the nfl would have never amounted to anything exactly and and mac jones could be tom brady part two not that he's ever going to be that great but what i'm saying is a quarterback who ends up being a potentially a championship caliber quarterback who may not have been anywhere else before we make our picks and Get out of this shit show. Who do you think wins the NFC East? NFC East? The Cowboys. Up until last week, I thought there was a chance that the Eagles might sneak in. Uh, Washington football team's getting hot. Fuck that shit, man. There's no way. There's just no way. They're they're not consistent enough. I know they're getting hot. They've won three in a row. They beat the Bucs. But look who they beat. They beat the Bucs, who... That was just inexcusable. It, you know, the start and the finish was yeah. terrible. The Bucks lost that game more than Washington won it. Then they beat the Panthers. Mm. And then on, last second, and then the Seahawks. And look how they're winning against yeah. those teams. Barely winning. I think they come back. I, I think they will lose at the Raiders this week. And I think they will lose versus the Cowboys. And then their season's over. So at that point, it's done. So they, they have no margin for error going home here because – Dallas still gets to play the other shit teams in that division. I mean, that's they have the Saints this week, then they have Washington, then they have the Giants, and they have Washington, then they have the Cardinals. That's a tough one, and then they get the Eagles again. I guess they don't have, you know, that that those two games against Washington will decide that division. Washington has to win them both. Yeah, I think it's so close though. I mean, they're back in it. I didn't even realize they had snuck up to five and six. Exactly. Quite yeah. I mean, when you're going two and six, I stopped paying attention to them at that point. I, I mean, didn't realize they that don't they even need uh, Fitzmagic. No, they have Heineke, who is apparently the answer there. I don't know why they didn't go with after what he showed against the Bucks in the playoffs last year. I don't know how he wasn't their starter this year. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I could see them maybe getting Fitz uh, Fitzmagic for just like a backup, but then when they announce him as a starter, yeah, no, that was a mistake. That was a mistake, and I think they're realizing it now. They, who knows where they're season could have been they have a legitimate what's amazing is they, they get it done with defense and moxie but you know they've got a a decent running back group and then they've got mclaurin and they don't have anything else i mean they have nothing else on offense no nothing so the fact that they're able to find ways to win games are pretty amazing you know one fact real quick here uh that i think is kind of a big thing for new england is they're five and zero away i didn't know that 
Yeah, they even lost on the road. I mean, you win. I mean, you have a winning record on the road. You definitely are going to make the playoffs. You go five and zero on the road. You you're going to win your division. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, five and zero right now, six one in their conference. Yeah, that's that's exceptional, man. They they are a legit team. They almost beat the Bucks. And now this is a tough game for Brady. It's you know I don't and I don't going put back too here. much stock into that final score result. But uh, look, man, you, you, their their defense is dialed in. Uh, what do they have? The number one defense in football, right? Um, yep. Yeah, they do. Number one defense in football. Scoring defense is all that matters. The rest of it's exactly. bullshit. Well, it's uh, kind of weird. Number two is uh, the Buffalo. Broncos. Is it Buffalo? Yeah, it's Buffalo. Oh, yeah, Buffalo. But then, Buffalo's played one fewer games than them. Then, then you've got Denver. Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that's what we expected with Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager for them, exactly. and he managed to blow the game for them last week. So that's good. Okay. Oh, no, they they won last week. I meant against yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. But, but they won, and he had, what, 120 yards passing? Yeah. Listen, he's a game manager. And that's what you expect. Like we talked about, that's yeah. what you expect with him. No, that's he's, that's what he is. And and I said that, though. He's not a guy that you're going to win a championship but with. Carolina has a good defense, and obviously I'm talking about when they were with the Panthers. So, and then you had McCaffrey if you had him, and that's the quarterback that you want. Well, if if, if you had Bridgewater without McCaffrey, you would have a team not winning games. And that's pretty much what happened last year with Carolina. And that's what's happening this year with Carolina, and that's yep. what will happen every year with Carolina until they move on from Christian McCaffrey and start building a real team and not relying on one guy who's an exceptional playmaker to do everything for them. It, they, those guys don't last in the NFL. Kamara's starting to get dinged up. Um you know those those all-purpose backs that play. You know, eighty-five percent of the snaps. They don't. They don't last in this league, man. They they're like Glade plugins. They, they, they start to they, the the smell starts to wear off after a while. And uh, McCaffrey's done. I'm I'm gonna say it right now. He's done too. Done. He's not coming back and being the same guy he ever was. Well, let's wrap up uh, the show. Let's make our picks and let's keep them dun, so dun, dun, we, dun. Can do it. we can do it for uh, next week when we come back. All right, here we go. Dallas at New Orleans. Dallas. Five and a half. Dallas, I got Dallas. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Bucks. Tampa Bay. Arizona at Chicago. Hmm. Kyler Oof. Murray, how's he doing? Chicago's defense is getting better. I know. Like, it's getting a pressure. Getting better, but I'm going to say Zona finds a way, although I don't want them to. I want Chicago to win this game. I'm taking I'm taking Chicago. Chargers at Cincinnati. Natty. Natty all day. Joe Burrow's my, my man. Minnesota, Detroit. Minnesota. Poor Detroit. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Detroit. Okay. They get their first win at home. Okay. Indianapolis at Houston. Houston's playing a little bit better, too. They are playing better, and this is a divisional game. You know, these are the ones where this time of year they win. I mean, Indy has to win. They mm, need it, and they're yeah. coming off the heartbreaker against the Bucks. I'm going to pick up an upset and going to go with Houston. I'm going Indianapolis. Giants at Miami. Another interesting game. Miami's been playing over their heads lately. And Giants have been just Giants being, have been terrible, yeah. but I think Saquon might finally starting to become back to healthy. Um, he's a difference maker there. If Sterling Shepard can get back on the field, <clears throat> that's uh, that's a difference maker for the Giants. Uh, I wish I knew. See, this is why it's better to do the show on Thursday because we have a <laughs> clearer picture of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll take uh, the Giants. Miami's win streak comes to an end. 
I got Miami to it. To is staying on fire, hitting Galexi, the tight end, whatever his name is. Miami wins. Philly at New York Jets. Oh, Jets. Joe Flacco. Yeah, Philly's been letting me down. Um, I feel like they play down their their opponents. Hurts is hurt. How hurt is he? We don't know because it's Wednesday and this show should be done on Thursday. These picks should be done later in the week. Uh, I'm going to go with another upset here. I'm going to go with uh, the Jets. Going Jets? Yeah. I'm going Philly then. He's Hurts says he's ready to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm a, Well, if, if Hurts is playing hurt, then uh, I like the Jets. Joe Flacco going to re- go back to his uh, Ravens days? He just needs to play good enough, right? Yeah, I guess. The backs there, they've got a, a bevy of backs that are ready to contribute without Michael Carter. Yeah, Ty Johnson, I think his name well, is. Well, they've got three guys that, they, that they'll that lean on, so they don't need any one guy to do anything too much. Urban Meyer led Jacksonville. Rams, the let's Ram- just move on. <laughs> you love Urban Meyer. Washington, Vegas. Vegas. Washington. San Francisco, Seattle. San Fran. San Fran. Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Baltimore, Denver, Kansas City. Kansas City. They're going to get it. They're finally going to put it together this week. Finally. I said that last week after they did that the week before, but this time I mean it. Kansas City, and this Monday night game is going to be good. Monday night. New England. New England, Buffalo. You got New England? Absolutely. I'll take Buffalo in Buffalo. Josh Allen turns it around. That's cute. They can't run the ball effectively enough, although maybe Matt Breed is the answer, but I think New England shuts them down. I think they befuddle uh, Josh Allen, and uh, they win. I'm going to go 23-17. 23-17. Okay. All right. I think Buffalo wins uh, New England defense. Uh, going to be cold up in Buffalo, I'm guessing, right? 17-14. It's usually not warm this time of year. Exactly. 17-14. All right. Low-scoring game. I, I don't think there's any way Buffalo wins without scoring at least 20 points that game. I don't think there's any scenario where Buffalo wins without scoring at least 20. Well, I guess we'll see next week. We will. We, we, we won't remember anything that we said. Nobody saw it. <laughs> Nobody watched it. But uh, we had a we'll lot see. of listeners. We had Phone a, lines were blown up. Yeah, it was a good show, man. I'm glad we came and did it. And hopefully next week when we're on, uh, Twitch will work better. It, listen, it's, it's it may all, not it's even be Twitch. a Twitch issue. It may have been a us issue. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. And Brian, I appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun, Lummy. Glad to be back. Sorry, the last couple of weeks were crazy. I was traveling internationally, so it's you, Thanksgiving. You know how it too. is. Oh yeah, and you got to 